Welcome to Rise from the Scars. I'm your host, Vanessa Whiting. This is a space for transparent conversation about many different life experiences, relationships, and even trauma. A place to be able to tell your story or have your story told, to own your truth and to rise above the pain. When we learn to embrace our experiences, tell our truth with transparency, then we triumph. Don't be afraid to tell your story and to own your truth. But when doing that, be strong and know that we're in this together. So let's rise. Now on to the episode. Welcome everybody to the first episode. Are your wounds a scab or a scar? And do you know the difference? This definition may not be super technical, but I will explain it to you this way. A scab is a wound that's not fully healed to a scar. It is a sore or a wound that has become encrusted during the healing process. But a scar, on the other hand, is a wound that has healed and left evidence of the scab being present. Now, the scab is also a wound that can be reopened each time something in your trauma triggers it. But a scar, once it has healed, cannot be reopened. But it is a reminder of the trauma that happened. But think about this. If you can't get past the trauma that hurt you, whether it's physical or emotional, it may always be a wound that can be reopened. When you think about scars, do you automatically go to something physical? Well, for most of us, those wounds or scars are probably emotional. And the long-term impact of emotional scarring can be lifelong and even progressive. Even though those scars are not visible, unlike physical ones, they often grow rather than fade over time. The emotional scars can lead to other problems such as physical ailments, anxiety, low self-esteem, and in the long term, some mental health issues. Emotional scars can be the result of many different types of trauma. Uh, Those events that you remember in your life that are very painful for you to even think about, no matter how long ago it was. Emotional and psychological trauma can be caused by one-time events, such as accidents or injury, or even a violent attack, especially if it was unexpected or happened in your childhood. When you have a scar that's emotional, it cannot legitimately be called a scar if it has not healed. So if you have a physical wound that hasn't healed, what do you do with it? You would never call it a scar. You would continue to clean it, make sure it's not infected. You would medicate it. You would treat it with care and give it the time that it needs so that it heals properly. Yet so often we neglect to give this same kind of care and attention and patience to the wounds that exist in our heart and in our mind. Some emotional scars and wounds that are in desperate need of treatment may have been ignored for years. But ignoring these types of scars may result in serious psychological damage. 
And it is important not to only recognize it when you have an emotional wound, but also know what you need to do to heal the hurt. There are some things that you can do when healing from emotional scarring. And one of those things would be taking baby steps. Also remembering that you don't have to heal 100% to improve the quality of your life. And also be patient with yourself, but also persistent in the process. And set realistic expectations. You have to view your setbacks as a part of the process and make it a learning opportunity. But also prioritize yourself and have compassion for you. When taking baby steps, trying to make too many changes all at one time can backfire. You may become overwhelmed or feel like a failure if you set unrealistic expectations and dramatic changes are often unsustainable. So making small, manageable, incremental changes creates a feeling of success and hope and encouragement that are important to carrying you through your healing process. It's important as you walk through the process to remember to be yourself. Remember to ask for what you want, set boundaries, having your own beliefs and opinions, and standing up for your own values. At some point in our lives, all of us will experience some form of trauma, which may cause sadness, anxiety, addictions for some, even some unproductive obsessions, compulsions, and repetitive self-sabotaging behaviors, even anger. Some may come with agitated moves, but don't let those moments define you. When you can, become a person who can reinvent themselves. Decide to become a person who will experience less emotional distress, be a calmer person, less critical, and become more productive and even a less self-abusive person and allow yourself to love and to be loved. It's a part of our nature. It's the way we're designed. It has been studied that we feel happier, warmer, and better, live longer even, and experience life in a more meaningful way if we love and let ourselves be loved. And in order to do both, we have to acknowledge where we are, acknowledge the reality of others around us, and include others in our plans. I know that getting to a place of healing sounds easier said than done, but just remember, it's one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. And also know that in spite of the trauma you have gone through, know that you are deserving of love and you are worthy enough to give love. Once you recognize that you have gotten to a place that you can do that, then you'll be able to rise above the pain. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend, and let me know your thoughts about the podcast. I would love to hear it.
until next time.